Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, today I'm here with Eden. Hey, what's up? So we were just talking that you're also Eurasian like I am. Yeah. Like your dad's from Hong Kong and your mom's Irish? Yeah, or, yeah. My, my mom is from Ireland, yeah. Did your dad like Yeah, so to... my so my whole my dad's whole his like parents and all his siblings and stuff all moved to Ireland when he was like thirteen or something. Wow. So uh I unfortunately that meant I didn't I actually don't know any Chinese, but yeah, yeah. My, so my dad met my mom in, in Dublin and Ireland. And you know what made him move? Because I feel like it's so uncommon from to move from Hong Kong to Ireland. I don't really know I, many people. Who I know. Did that. I know his dad was uh, kind of. He, he'd worked in London, and he, he was kind of just looking for somewhere to move for just jobs, mm-hmm. and, like better prospects, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then I think one of my so one of my grandfather's like relatives or something started a restaurant in Dublin and then asked him to come to Dublin so oh. then he brought his whole family to Dublin yeah that's how it worked out do you still feel like you have much connection to your like Asian side um for sure I like I go to my granny's house like every weekend for some amazing food so yeah. definitely yeah how do you think being like mixed identity made you the person you are now um it was interesting growing up for sure uh but I don't, I, I don't really, it's not something I hugely think about, I don't, I guess, culturally, like, my family is, was quite different to a lot of the people I grew up with, so, like, a lot of my, my best friends from home and stuff were, like, like, it's just a slightly different background and, I guess, perspective on things, mm. like, my dad, in Ireland, which is, or used to be such a religious country, oh, okay. like, my dad wasn't, uh, right. And I guess there's like certain just cultural differences, like you know, the almost stereotypical emphasis on academia and being like mm. an academic for like Asian households, um, mixed with I guess whatever it is Irish people do. Yeah. <laughs> eat, drink, and eat potatoes, or whatever mm-hmm. you want to say. <laughs> um, but like, I think it. I, I mean, it's not something I'd ever change. I love the way I was brought up, and my family is great. So. Yeah. Yeah. Although it's weird because it's not something I've already think about. Yeah, depth. it's interesting because I've actually interviewed a bunch of Eurasians, probably like more than ten, really? and some of them have like identity problems or problems with like fitting in. No, I know. Uh, I mean, there's always kind of issues. Like I know there was there, there's certain things growing up, but I think when you're small, you, at least for me and my siblings, like if I didn't have if like. One of my siblings might have had a bad experience once, but it's like it was always when we were quite young. Mm. And past the age of like ten or twelve, like yeah. didn't really notice mm-hmm. anything that different. Yeah. Uh, which is good. I know a lot of people are less fortunate and mm-hmm. not and have come into like you know issues because they're you know a mixed person. Yeah. And since you were young, your parents kind of like put you into doing music, like classically trained. Yeah. My, my parents put me and all my siblings actually into music classes uh, when we were quite young. Kind of was just like, there was this one introductory class that we all did and I was like, pick an instrument. And like, For some reason I chose the violin. Yeah. And they're like, okay, now you're a violinist. And, uh, so each of you did different instruments, like your brother picked something else? Yeah, so my brother, my older brother picked the flute 
my little brother picked the piano and my little sister then also picked the piano but decided she didn't like it and now plays the cello. Yeah. Uh, which was cool. Like I actually, I hated it at the time. I, I, mm. It felt like torture. They're like, oh, you need to practice like 10 minutes or something. Yeah. Run away and not want to do it. <laughs> um, but I mean, it got me this, an introduction to yeah. music. Because for as long as I can remember, I would just sing to the radio. I mean, before I even oh, knew it was wow. like, people sang words I was just yeah. singing weird noises because that's what it sounded like to me <laughs> <laughs> like different odd syllables but um yeah so that showed me I guess it, I figured out that like, I like music I love music yeah more so than just singing and it's more so than I'm a good violinist or guitar player or piano player or singer I, I'm, I feel like I'm better at music than anything mm -hmm. any one part of it or one instrument yeah do your parents do instruments as well or are they like no, neither creatively inclined but they, yeah, I don't, but I feel like my, I'm really, really, when I think of like what, how my parents were brought up and the situations that they grew up in, like I've, I'm so blessed compared to them. So I mm. feel like they, they probably would be and like quite good at music or yeah. if they had gotten the exposure or were just able to do it. Mm -hmm. What careers were they in then or now? Um, well, my dad was in pharmaceuticals. Uh, and my mom was a lecturer, uh, or I can't remember, she was basically uh, either a computer tech, but she also lectured, I think, um, and then became a stay-at-home mom. Oh, wow. So you were, I guess, like, all the music stuff was just, like, from you. You didn't really have any relatives no. who were, like, guiding you or no, anything. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Or at one point I stole my auntie's and uncle's guitar which they didn't even play I don't know why they had one but when I wanted to learn guitar yeah I wanted to buy one and my parents were like oh we don't even know if you like one so we borrowed my borrowed my auntie's and uncle's that's pretty cool actually there's literally a rooster I, I know um, <laughs> it's so funny but yeah so we borrowed the guitar yeah um, and almost never gave it back for a few years and it was weird because I got the guitar and I just like one of my friends was like, it's funny, you just dove straight into the deep end. Um, I would just literally play the thing for like three hours a day. Damn. Whereas, in stark contrast to me not wanting to practice violin for ten minutes. Yeah. Which is cool. And so. you were in some bands, right? Yeah, so just me and my friends from school. Used to play music together. Um, I mean, I really, I really enjoyed it, but I was, I'm such a, I guess, a control freak when it comes to mm -hmm. how I write music. Um, that eventually I, I learned, you know, when the explosion of, I guess, dance music happened, I figured out, oh my god, all these people make all of this on yeah. a computer, and I don't need the rest of the band or the rest of the orchestra mm -hmm. to, like, make things. Uh, so that's what I started doing, I just yeah. did it by myself. Can you describe what the early band music that you made sounded like? Uh, I don't know. We actually... Thinking back to it, a similar problem I have now is we just could never describe what it was. Yeah. Because um, we all grew up listening to just such a wide range of music from mm -hmm. like pop punk to like classic rock or like 80s like hair metal or to like screamo and like heavy metal and shit. It was yeah. really a, a wide range of <laughs> influences. Um, yeah, what, I have no idea what you call yeah. it. Yeah. What did your parents play in the house? Music-wise? Yeah. Uh, my dad, well, I mean, my dad said he loved classical music when he grew up, when he was growing up, but he never really played much mm -hmm. in the house. Um, yeah, I don't think my 
mum has like very strong musical like opinions or tastes either. So I don't think mm -hmm. we really played much other than like a now 46 CD that I would buy yeah. or whatever's on the radio. Oh, but they d I think they did get me into, uh, do you know this like boy band called Westlife? Yeah. <laughs> that was like my first big music. Like, oh my God, I love Westlife when I was like six yeah. or five. <laughs> Uh, so you can blame them for that. <laughs> or also, actually, to be fair, they got me like Michael Jackson, Queen too. Oh, so that was cool. Yeah. Um, How do you describe yourself growing up? Me. Uh, I guess energetic. <laughs> <laughs> um, like my yeah, my parents would always like struggle to keep up. With. I guess when you have siblings too, you're always just running around and doing oh, yeah. like kind of crazy shit. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was, I kind of, I luckily found school kind of easy, so um, for a, lot, a long time I didn't really need, <laughs> like, need despite, to study. <laughs> yeah, so despite my parents saying, like, oh, you need to work for this test, you need to do this, I'd always, like, never really, Yeah. I would, I would kind of do other things, so that's how I got to spend so much time just, like, oh. playing music, I just wouldn't kind of do schoolwork and still do okay at school and yeah. so not have people on my back, mm -hmm. um, which is cool. What so. were your favorite subjects back then? Uh, I was, I really liked science, uh, like physics mm. um, and maths. I like, I guess, figuring things out. Uh, it, it was, I don't know, for me, those were really interesting. I, could, I can't just like learn a fact. Like I like understanding mm. things, so at least in school, those are the subjects that I guess gave me the most of that. Yeah. And then was Eden Project your first moniker, like as a solo? As a solo person, yeah. I uh, basically just went so heavy into dance music when I found out about it. I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. Because <laughs> it was so new and like, yeah. unlike anything I had really heard before. It was uh, yeah. big and epic and uh, all this, these cool sounds. Um, so I just started putting music on the yeah. internet under the Eden Project for years, just for free. And I didn't even tell my friends I was doing it. What? Like I wouldn't like post on Facebook being like, oh yeah, check out my new song or some shit. It would just be, I just put it there. What was the reason behind that? I just really hate the idea of uh, either like, I guess, forcing people to listen to stuff. So like, or you know, like really invasive, like, advertising on mm. Facebook you might scroll past like a band that you don't like and they're like listen to our new single I'm like no <laughs> keep scrolling uh, so there's that and also I don't like and I guess there's this culture of like uh, banter but like in in school like people give each other like shit just all the time for things they like yeah. to do or whatever just goes and I'm, it felt way more serious to me than that, mm. so I just didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. And if you like the music, you like the music, you can listen to it if you want, but I don't want to talk, mm -hmm. talk about it. Or was I didn't it? Want to talk yeah. About it. But then in Dublin, like back then, was the scene even electronic, or were you just kind of like in your own world? I didn't even like... know there was a scene, because yeah. it's not something that like I built up a fan base by uh, playing a lot of like live right, shows. Yeah. It was more just the music was available online for people to find and mm -hmm. share. Uh, so I didn't even know there was yeah. a scene, and there still kind of isn't. What is emerging in Ireland now, though, is like a really cool kind of hip-hop scene. Oh. Uh, which is nice to see, because I didn't have like a bunch of other artists like me that I knew of in Dublin. Yeah. And now I see like other like subcultures, like, or subgenres of music, yeah. I guess, just have like 
a crew or and they're like putting on their own like events and they're like creating their own like press so like there wasn't really any cool like magazines and now there is and it's like it's it's exciting it's yeah. really cool to see what, were, what would you say would be the beginning stages of getting like even Eden project just out there um I, I just put out a lot of music uh so I remember like the exams you take to like leave school yeah. and I guess it's equivalent to the SATs here mm. but you don't you only have like you only get to take them once and they're all yeah. at the same time at the end of the year That's so stressful and instead of studying for that I put out a song every Monday for like eight <laughs> weeks in a row yeah so it's things like that and then YouTube was really important because I didn't even have a YouTube channel but all these uh, promotional channels, channels that, put, like, yeah. that will like share musicians yeah. work uh, I guess one of them would find it and then the other people find it from the one guy and yeah. they're so supportive and helpful for yeah. me because it just it kind of changed the listenership for me from people who just were like digging through SoundCloud and yeah. found it somehow to all these music fans just that they had collectively right which really helped how did that how did the name actually come about initially no it's a terrible story it was like <laughs> I wanted to, so I was in bands with my friends, like we said, and uh, I wanted to create a new band where it was kind of like me asking people to be in it rather than just a group of my friends making music so I could be like more bossy about it. <laughs> uh, oh my God. And then I set up all these social media things, things for like the Eden Project because I didn't know what kind of music we're going to make, so it was kind of like a project and stuff, and then I figured out about electronic music. and just use the same social media yeah um, but it wasn't a name I, I've, I knew it wasn't a name I was, wasn't gonna keep forever if it, if it was like a serious like as a serious like artist project that I wanted to mm -hmm. do I wasn't gonna keep that name I knew I was gonna change it so yeah it wasn't a permanent thing yeah <laughs> were there a few points in your life they decided to drop the whole project and just swivel your whole everything that you did for music yeah i guess i guess that's just me as a person because like i think i did the same with like rock music so when i started like i started off listening to like um like pop music and stuff and then rap and then i started listening to rock music and I got really into heavy rock so like gent or like slipknot or whatever and then eventually when that stuff's become interesting it's kind of like oh i actually prefer the more melodic or poppy stuff for want of a better word mm -hmm. so i think i did the same thing with electronic music i really loved electronic music it was so interesting and exciting then you get to a stage where actually i prefer like i like it would basically go completely left of field and slowly come back to the middle mm -hmm. because through my whole life there was people like as i said michael jackson or queen or mm -hmm. rihanna or just whatever was on the radio that i still loved so i feel like just from what I find, my first thing that I really loved listening to was a boy band. So I feel like I'm very, mm. in terms of how I like to sing and write songs, it's yeah. it's quite central. But mm -hmm. then I have, I do love all these weird and wild subgenres, and yeah. So I guess that's what confuses it. Did you ever have fears of like changing that you're gonna lose some fans or like stuff like that? Yeah, all, all I think everyone does. Um, but I think that's. When you feel like that, that's a, at least for me, that, that makes me feel like I'm heading in the right direction mm. and I'm in a good place. Because uh, I've made safe music before. Like, I knew people were going to like this. Yeah. And I didn't really like, like myself for doing that. Mm. So, yeah. when I was at Eden Project, or even now as Eden, 
like I've always been kind of blown away by like doing some things that are like I thought no one was gonna like this and it's everyone's favorite song yeah. like XO yeah. before before I released it I didn't think my fans were gonna like it because at the time I was just releasing kind of very EDM influenced music mm -hmm. and then there was this is basically just a pop song um, I thought everyone was gonna be like oh this is too poppy and it was like everyone's like favorite song at the time yeah. which is crazy so yeah or like other times I just released a full just orchestral song with no singing mm -hmm. and people have loved that too which is yeah amazing and I feel I feel really lucky to have people who you know allow me to try new things because yeah. you do see it a lot where people like oh this isn't the old whoever that we used to like listening to or the opposite where it's like oh it sounds the same yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can't win uh, I feel really lucky to yeah be able to you know try new things and explore so after you graduated high school, did you just start doing music full time? Or? No, I actually went to university. Oh, okay. Um, I was studying science in university. Oh, what type? Um, I was studying physics, maths, and chemistry. Oh wow! And then I dropped out. So I guess I kind of stopped going to college after a few weeks. Uh, Within the first year? Yeah, yeah, but like not officially. Like I just stopped turning up. I'd do the Damn. homework, so I would still get grades. And did your parents know about this? Uh, I guess they probably did. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't something we talked about, and I was just yeah. doing music a lot. And then uh, after Christmas, there was like the final year exams yeah. for that first year of college coming up. It's like I'm gonna fail all of these, Damn. and I don't even want to be doing this. So I went to my parents. I was like, guys, I want to drop out. Yeah. And then usual like. Nope. <laughs> yeah, like I was not allowed to drop out, and there was a lot of shouting, and it was great. Uh, and then the next day after that had happened, they were like, okay, let's sit down and talk about it. I was like, no. Because last time we... no convincing. Yeah, I was like, last, last, time we, last time we tried to talk about it, we were shouting at each other. So I said, look, I'll just like write a business plan and you can read it and yeah. we can go from there. Uh, so I Googled how to write a business plan <laughs> and I wrote one. Uh, and then over the course of like a few days, maybe a week, because something I was taking really seriously yeah and then uh, I gave it to them they read it for a few days and they said okay let's sit down and talk about it and they're like okay wow this, this is okay but they wanted me to still go back to college the next year so I wouldn't just sit in yeah. my bedroom making music by myself for like the rest of my life I guess yeah. but then the crazy thing was that summer was when I released uh, the end credits EP mm -hmm. everything just kicked off I was having like I think there was a uh, 10 or 12 week period where I had multiple meetings with random people in the music industry that I didn't even know. Like people were flying to meet me or flying me out to meet them. Whoa. I had like 12, 12 weeks of multiple meetings every single day. That's crazy. And then your parents were like, okay. And yeah, so, and then I just didn't even have time to go to college. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> what the hell? Oh my uh, gosh. So I was quite lucky in that regard where I was, when the decision, the timing between the decision I made to not do college anymore and when it, things, I guess, finally like clicked into, into gear. Yeah. was really good because I was honestly I was really prepared to be kicked out of my house I was prepared to like do whatever yeah. to be able to just do music and not have yeah. to do science so it, it turned out pretty well mm -hmm. and then for Eden like all the music videos all your like social media everything it's like super, super cohesive is there like a specific like artist maybe like outside of music that you looked up to or not even the usually. way the videos were shot mm, I don't really know if there's someone I can just 
pinpoint. I like I like a lot of things, whether it's like uh, like photography or mm. modern art or other people's music or food or you know I for some reason really like downhill mountain biking. I've never done it in my life, but I love watching it. <laughs> and I feel like that all feeds into the into what I like to see visually as well as music. Uh, but I think. What helps to make what helps make it feel cohesive is I'm still a megalomaniac about it. Mm -hmm. So like, I up until uh, last year when we did those first official music videos, I had made every single video that we had put on like my socials or. Damn, how did you even like think of all the ideas? Did you just have like? I know it's. I don't know. I I I find I find it really difficult to actually explain most of my ideas most yeah. of the time. Uh, and that's, I think that's why I just end up doing them because I, like, I can't tell you what yeah. I want to see, so I'll, I'll, I'll just make it and I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, Do you watch a lot of films or? Yeah, I'm really, really into okay. movies. That explains um, it because I feel like everything is just shot, shot so well. And, like each, like thanks. shot is like I can see everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's all planned out. Um, yeah, especially for the start end music video, that was something that I just had. As soon as was, as soon as I decided I was going to make the music video for it, I was like, I just wanted to shoot it as it is, and I couldn't explain it to anyone. Damn. They're like, the label were like, wait, we haven't even seen this music video. What's going going on? <laughs> I was like, oh, don't worry, I've already shot a lot of it, and it's going to be fine. But I just couldn't find the words to explain what it is mm -hmm. or what I what it was I wanted to make. And then, yeah. <laughs> so that was funny. So yeah. the other music videos we made, uh, the. Uh, <laughs> The directors I worked with, I've actually worked with before, and they're really, really incredible artists, oh, wow. like visual artists. Yeah. Their attention to detail is ridiculous. Like they do things that I wouldn't even think of if I'd been solely making videos for like ten years. What what they like think and it's like they call it visual poetry a lot, and I think that's probably the best way to describe it. It's it blows my mind. So I'm I was so pumped to be able to work with them. Yeah. And. In essence, let them do their crazy ideas, but also, you know, uh, I guess I would try and shape it into something that like meets in the middle between what I really love to see. Yeah. And they say a bunch of, uh, and they like all their ideas are just things I would have never thought of, or it, sometimes it even takes me a while to get on board. So I'm like, this is so not what I was thinking in the first place. Yeah. And it, but it always works, like. There have been times in the past, not for this, not for Eden, but that they've pitched video ideas, and I'm like, okay, I don't really know what that means, but you guys, oh, I like trust them to go make it, and I know it's gonna like blow me away. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was really, really cool to work with them. Yeah, and has it always been something you like? Sometimes you're not in the videos itself. Yeah. So for the videos, and I think you think too much of me. I just didn't want to be in the videos. Aside from, I guess, rock and roll was an idea that I mm -hmm. had. Um, but for the other two, um, we've basically found directors that I liked and they pitched ideas and I just said, I have faith in what you guys want to do, go and make, I basically just wanted to make kind of little movies. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we yeah. did, but now, and I don't, I'm not really opposed to being in the videos anymore, I just feel like it has to like benefit yeah. the actual video. Mm. I don't want it to be about one thing and then be randomly intercut with me singing to the camera for no yeah. reason. Like, I don't have to be in it, I don't, mm -hmm. this music and this project isn't about yeah. me. So it's like, it's not some big yeah. ego trip. <laughs> <laughs> Which films are you inspired by? Uh, shit. I don't 
I think Lost in Translation is one of my favorite films ever. Um, I watch a lot of old movies too, um, from like the 40s or 50s. Uh, but I guess recently, from last year, Logan Lucky and mm. um, Blade Runner were standouts. I think Logan Lucky was probably the best movie of the year, and Blade Runner was like every single frame yeah. of that is like so gorgeous. and. I really just loved how understated it was, or not understated, but it didn't it didn't spoon feed the audience. Hmm. You were presented with like a lot of situations yeah. or things visually, and it, you know, Ron Gosling was like, "Oh, I'm angry. I'm gonna go do this." There's no um, explanation for things like that. It's just you're the audience is allowed to like make sense of it themselves and kind of take what they want from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really interesting explo- exploration on like what it means to be human and stuff. It was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but like anything from like Space Odyssey or like, funnily enough, uh, Alfred Hitchcock movies. Mm-hmm. So like Vertigo or Rear Window and stuff um, to like Arrival, I think I saw in the cinema three times. Um, like I'm one of those people, I'll just go to the cinema by myself. I just love movies and the experience of getting like a fat bag of popcorn and sitting and just <laughs> just like taking in this like art form. I, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And for your album, what kind of like themes that you want to present? Um, I didn't really... It, the album, for this album, I literally kind of took the opposite approach to, I guess, I didn't sit down and say, I want to show this, how will I show it? Every single second on the album, I was just thinking, it's got to feel right. So if this goes from like a verse into a chorus, and then the chorus is never repeated again in the whole whole song, but it feels right, that's what I was going to do. Or if it, the chorus happens again, except I just don't sing, I would do that. Uh, it was just, I really wanted to kind of be open to uh, I guess whatever ins- inspirations or however the ideas came together and I didn't want to force it into like a structure or a box because I decided it might be good before I started making the song. It was just following wherever the, uh, the paintbrush went, actually, which is a quote from Ex Machina. Uh, <laughs> well, I forget the, the character in the movie, but yeah. Oscar Isaac is talking about a Jackson Pollock painting or something. And he's like, this painting would not be good if the artists had decided or thought about wherever the every single stroke on the page mm-hmm. um, you know uh, there's one there's one part of art where you just let go and you just see what happens and yeah you don't try and reshape or refine things into more conventional or just any kind of structure or box it's mm-hmm. just uh, letting your creativity just go yeah, um, which was really exciting because uh, it was really fun to get back to doing something more, I guess, exploratory and just dig into like synthesis or the sounds I was using or combining weird sounds or just the way I wrote the the song structures and stuff. It was really fun. Yeah, what would you say have been your biggest challenges so far? Uh, I don't really know. It's hard to. It's hard to pinpoint anything. I feel like I've, like, relatively, in terms of the problems that people can have in life, I've been pretty, mm-hmm. pretty lucky. Yeah. Uh, like, I didn't have to, like, overcome some crazy illness or, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't born into, 
like dire circumstances or it wasn't like my family yeah. weren't in poverty and stuff it's, it's all been pretty pretty good mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah I don't I, I feel like I just I'm just a reflective person uh, and I think my biggest challenges has probably been all been I guess my own doing or like the way I think about things and uh, music can suffer from that and help me get through it at the same time so like sometimes I can't make music because of how I'm feeling and how I am and other times making music is what gets me over that speed bump. How do you say you've grown as a person since when you started? Um, I mean even since, so I've been thinking about this album and working on it for three years uh, and Damn. I think it, I, I feel like it really the process of making something this like monstrous because I was almost scared I'd, I'd known how much work I'd put into song, like EPs with like four songs on them and how long those does it take mm-hmm. and the hours I put in and I was like I don't want to start an album and then halfway through realize I started it too early and I was, it was like not good enough I'll have to redo the start or scrap it and I also just like wanted it to be like kind of be able to stand up forever or hold up forever isn't that good or the whatever um so just getting to start it took a lot of growing i think um mm-hmm. and then the process and what went on in my life in the last three four years of when i was making it was just quite a roller coaster <laughs> it was yeah. pretty crazy Damn. um so yeah it's been an incredible process and mm-hmm. at one point it's like difficult to let go of something that's been such a big part of my life for the yeah. last few years but I can't wait to move on at the same mm-hmm. time and play it at a live show and yeah. create the live show and do all these new things last question what do you want to be remembered for? Uh, I don't really mind about me if I can do things or create something or you know be there for someone or give people memories that mm-hmm. are really nice and like you know give people good times or help whoever it's like I don't really f- I guess there's two two parts sides of me for that I would like to be remembered for like making good music or whatever but I don't I would rather that my music had a positive impact and it's almost remembered in that way. Like, you know how a random act of kindness or something can yeah. almost have a butterfly effect. People pass, people tend to pass on that kind of thing. And if my presence in a room or a conversation or in pop culture through music has that effect on anyone, that's yeah. good enough for me. Mm-hmm. So, because I'm just making this for myself. I'm like writing music as a compulsion that I love doing. And it helps me figure out myself and navigate life. Um, so whatever else is a bonus, I get to do this as a living. So it's, yeah. it's, it's good for me. I love that. Thank you so much. That was course, really you. awesome. <laughs>